We saved the best for last. Although, this isn't really the best Star Wars movie, and also, don't worry, it's not our last episode, but it is the last Star Wars movie that we have to cover. Like, until they, of course, make another one, because they're that's just around the corner. But anyway, guys, this week we're talking about Josiah's favorite, Return of the Jedi. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Uh, Iati, Iato, Iate, Josiah. <laughs> oh, is that Hatties? No, something? well, it, it might be. I, 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 maybe it is. It's, it's what, that weird uh, language Leia of that little eyes. Boosh says, or Boosh. Oh. Iato, Iate. <laughs> it, that also sounds like the little eyeball language when C3PO is like, R2 de Toba, Sethre Oh, yeah, right. You know? It's like, Ijuta. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Hey guys, anyway. <laughs> let's cut all that out. This is called How Star Wars Is It? It's the only podcast, and it is a podcast where two boys rate and review everything on Earth, uh, but not of how good it is, how Star Wars That's it right. is. And you are tuning in on a really lucky day here. If this is if this is your first episode, then buckle up. You're going to love it, because this is the last of the Star Wars movies that we have yet to cover of how Star Wars they are. It's true. Um, We've done every other one, and this is the last one. And if you boiled down all of the Star Wars things, the movies, the games, the TV shows, etc., into one big pot of chili, and that was a 10 out of 10, uh, how Star Wars is everything else compared to that? So, like, you know, some Star Wars movies get lower scores than others because they're not as Star Wars as other Star Wars as are Star Exactly, Wars. and if that sounds confusing, it's not. Don't worry about it. No, <laughs> It's yeah, normal. Sure. It's cool and normal. Um, it's easy <laughs> to understand. But right. uh, we are covering, yeah, the episodes, Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Uh, yes. Originally titled Revenge of the Jedi. That's right. In fact, I was just about to say that too. This this thing right out the gate has some quintessentially Star Wars things going on. It does. It had a name uh, change. Uh, yeah. It has a Death Star. It has a Death Star. <laughs> it has an Emperor. It has an Emperor. I took a lot of notes, or a decent amount of notes Yeah, let's this hear time. those, because I don't have very many. You want to okay. just dive right into pros and cons? Yeah, let's I dive feel right like in. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably watched Return of the Jedi before. We don't need to do what we've done in the past couple weeks where right. we basically describe what the movie is, yes. like Austin Powers. <laughs> so I watched Return of the Jedi. I watched it on Disney+. Plus, um, yes, and me I too. And I have only ever watched Return of the Jedi before on like uh, the VHS The uh, non-special edition set. one. So I had yes. to watch the special edition this time, which every time I have Jedi to watch- rocks. The special, you got it. Every time I have to watch special edition stuff, I always forget <laughs> that it's a thing, and then when it happens, I'm like, ah, whoa, what? What's happening? Yep. And then I remember, and then I'm like, ah, oh, okay, fine. Um, I, the and first... it's goofy ads like a change of song twice and like yeah. extra just like business going on it's very dumb the first thing that I noticed which made me laugh a lot was like the start of the when it was like rated PG like in the top left corner because it's like streaming thing it was like rated PG uh, for like whatever audiences and then it said for sci-fi action like violence and then it said uh, 
uh, includes depictions of tobacco. And I was like, where? <laughs> I was like, what? Like when Jabba's smoking his like hookah thing. I, and, and there is a point later where an Ewok like smokes a pipe. But I'm like, they're in uh, space. Why does yeah. it have to be tobacco? <laughs> I was like, what is this is such a strange thing to include. The like rating people are really wild. It was truly, truly strange. Um, so yes, it's like imitatable, and our version of it would be tobacco. I guess, I guess, or weed, or meth. It's true. Who knows? So yeah, right out the gate, those Ewoks are all on meth. <laughs> they are like fucking methed out. Those poor, poor Ewoks. Yeah. Um, so so this right out the gate, this movie has so much stuff that like makes it so 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 Star Wars. Yes. Uh, because we have a, a, another Death Star. And we've talked before about how, like, how Force Awakens was, like, a retread of, of uh, A New Hope. But, like, people yeah. who are mad about that, like, apparently have never seen Return of the Jedi because Return of the yes. Jedi is a retread of New Hope. Um, I would say people who are ever mad about any Star Wars movie post the 80s, it would seem as though they haven't seen Return of the Jedi. Yes. Because this like, movie they, does... Like, they watched uh, Phantom Menace, and they're like, there was all sorts of dumb cutesy shit, like with Jar Jar and Anakin being a little boy. And I was like, did you see the Ewoks? <laughs> yeah. There's... um, This movie does everything that people get mad at Star Wars for. <laughs> um, but it also does but, everything like, that people... But, like, Harrison Ford is in it. So, like, yeah. it, it gets away with it. Last thing is, it also does, like, almost... It also kind of does everything that people love Star Wars for. Like, this... I think Return wow, of the Jedi, to me, is, is sort of like the... Which, I mean, this might be showing my hand a little early, but this... It feels like the perfect mix of, like, doing stuff, like that's dumb and just for fan service and toys, but then also doing yes. stuff that's cool and like kind of helps the yes. story. Um, 100%. Yeah. But so you, you have, you have right out the gate. There's another death star. It's more powerful than the first one though. And it's going to be made really quick. It's here. Uh, also we get to meet the emperor and the emperor is very important. Yep. And that's so star Wars. Also, we're yep. going back to Tatooine and here we are. Uh, we're going... It's also when we learn that, like, the Emperor... It's, like, it's one of the biggest instances of, like, force creep. I suppose yeah. Empire Strikes Back had a little of that, too, where, like, levitation and stuff started becoming part of it. Um, but, like, the Emperor, like, could have just been the politician who ruled the galaxy and Darth Vader was his, like, muscle. But, yeah. no, he's, like, stronger than Darth Vader and can yeah. shoot lightning. Yeah, he can shoot lightning. It's great. Um... Uh, there's we go to Tatooine. That's we go, very yes. Star Wars. We go to Tatooine. We're back. We're back at Tatooine, and it's a desert yeah. planet. And there's a forest planet later, and like all the planets are one things. Um, yes. There's cool new aliens. There's cool new special effect or new practical effects that we haven't seen before. There's Max Rebo. There's Psy Snoodles. Mm -hmm. There's Salacious Crumb. There's the Rancor. Uh -huh. There's Gamorrean the, Guards. <laughs> there's the terrible special edition uh, Jedi Rocks. There's a terrible special edition <laughs> like Rancor has a beak and it makes me upset. Also, oh, the Sarlacc. Yeah, the Sarlacc. Sorry. Um, that thing that we jump into every right, episode. Right, 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 right. Uh, Luke There's is, also the bad special edition. They replaced the Yub Nub song with just sort of like that made me xylophone furious. Score. Yeah, it's, I was it fucking sucks. I, I was so mad. So, uh, I think this movie also does some cool things though that that other stars movies then do. But like, you Luke is like a serious Jedi now. He's like wearing all black. You see mm -hmm. him use the Jedi mind trick on people that we've only seen like Obi Wan do. So we're like, oh, yeah. he actually does know. And like, he like force chokes a Gamorrean guard. Yeah, he's like, so you're like, this guy knows what he's doing now. Um, yep. Some other little things. The Rancor Keeper makes still makes me sad whenever he goes and like <laughs> is sad about the Rancor dying. It hits me uh -huh. every time. I really hate the fact that the Starlight has a beak. 
and I wrote after that, am I annoying? Because, mm-hmm. like, the fact that the special edition <laughs> stuff makes me mad, yeah, is that an annoying right. thing? Thing. It is annoying. I, I agree. Like, do I'm I much need... more. I I just watched the Disney Plus ones when like I when we first got Disney Plus too, and I was just like, I'm gonna just see what these look like, and and I had already sort of tempered my level of you know expectation, um, and I was just like, yeah, these are all stupid. These are all stupid things that yeah. they did. Even the things that aren't stupid that are sort of fun continuity ads like in the celebration you see like coruscant and you see naboo i no, think like no that i, made I me... don't need that no th- i wrote <laughs> down that i was like that is such a stupid thing to do because at this point if you're watching <laughs> when these movies came out we don't know any of those planets or places and we're not right. seeing any characters we it's so dumb to have yeah. like to halt <laughs> the action to fly over <laughs> uh cgi crowds of people and planets that we don't know or care about so dumb, right. a, t- a terrible addition, and the fact that they what cut- do you think the the like edit will be now when uh, when the Death Star explodes, but it only breaks into six pieces and oh you God. see them fall into the ocean, and it, it zooms in on them and follows them all the way down, and then you see someone <laughs> making a knife that's in the shape of it. Um, yeah, like right away. Like a guy is like he's making like, a knife Ugh. on that little beach or that little like that little grassy field yep, hill yep. thing, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta make some notches." Gotta do it. Uh, yeah, the fact that they cut Yubnub is terrible. I don't yeah, know why sucks. they did. Um, uh, there we get the green lightsaber is here. Um, so and it's I, cool. It's very cool. It's green. R two D two throws it to him and he ignites it. We get like a close up on it before so, he just starts kicking ass. I Luke love, is cool in this movie. Luke is super cool. I love the Jabba's palace on like i love the whole first sequence of the movie it's definitely Mm -hmm. this casino sequence of the movie yeah because it's not necessarily super relevant to anything else going on like the only reason it's there is because they had to save han Han. i also like it though it is sort of a good tone setting of like hey this movie is about the gang (laughs) yeah it is great i truly love it and i think it's like one of my favorite sequences in any star wars movies but like in the greater scheme of us of the movie, they could have just done it off screen. Maybe. I don't know. I, I like the fact that it's there, but I was like sort of examining my love of this movie and being like, is this just the casino sequence in this movie? Like, is it you, absolutely necessary? And part you know of me what thinks it reminded me of is the, the first scene in the Trevorrow script. Yeah. It's sort of like a, or rather that scene reminded me of return of the, yeah, Jedi, it's sort of like a separated, uh, quest like hijink thing yes. where you get to see the team working together. Um, okay, other things that did did you think did, when you were thinking about that? Did you did you sort of determine this was kind of just sort of questy, or it was helpful and important to the movie? Like it seemed like you were going somewhere. I with think that. that it is important to the movie as far as setting tone and giving us character beats. It doesn't feel in any way mm-hmm. connected to the greater journey and quest of the rebellion and like the empire and like Luke's journey of right. like, you know, becoming a Jedi or like, you know, fighting Darth Vader. So <laughs> that's a good, so point. like I, it is, it is like only strictly for character. It is. It is. I think it's important. It, that's why I kind of do feel like maybe it is. I think it's halfway the casino scene and halfway not, because I do think you could probably cut the whole Tatooine sequence from this movie and it would still work. I would I would want them to right. have added you know you'd need to probably put something else in there but it isn't in no way related to the greater plot of this entire trilogy the only thing it does is get Han back which you know there's different and it's fun and it's fun <laughs> it's fun and it yeah. gives us I think that's why I mean I think that's why it's there 
And that's why it's good is because it does give us characterization uh, uh, and it's very fun. And there's some really great visuals and like really cool action sequences. But it is like in the greater Star Wars canon, like it it, it, it is Star Wars in the way that it's not entirely necessary. Right. Um, you know what other... it does, though? It shows us Jabba for the first time, which is a character that's we've true. heard of and we weren't necessarily asking to meet, which is fairly right. Star Wars. It's also yes. a big practical puppet that's operated by like five people at a time, which is pretty like, okay, mm-hmm. well, go ahead. That's pretty Star Wars. And also, it is the sequence where Boba Fett gets a really unceremonious death, sort yeah, of. Yeah, it's true. I think that's like this sequence does so many things that are incredibly Star Wars and... Uh, 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 just in general, um, and the fact that it exists is very Star Wars. Like it, it's separated from. It's a separate quest thing from the mm-hmm. rest of the movie. Like it feels different for the rest of the movie, but I love it. Um, also, it's Java almost even looks... like the Boba Fett cartoon in the Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like fun, but doesn't really matter to the whole story so much. But like, you wouldn't want it to go away. <laughs> exactly. I don't want this sequence to not be in the movie because it's honestly my favorite part of the movie, but it also doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be there. Um, right. Oh, yeah. And also, I just wrote, like, Jabba looks so gross. Like, that. it's just a very good puppet. Like, it uh, yeah. looks disgusting. Um, what else do I have down? Oh, yeah. Other ways that this is Star Wars. I, like, took less notes as it goes on because it's always what happens. Is, um, this, is this after Jabba's palace stuff? Yes, we're, we're moving on. I, there, I have was... two more Jabba things really Okay, give me, give me, hit me, hit me, hit me. There is a lot of sneaking around in that. Yes. And, and a further point, which is more of a question, what was their plan? I had that <laughs> thought too, especially send whenever- Send one person in for 45 minutes and then send the next person in for whenever, 45 minutes. Whenever Leia kills Jabba with the chain, I was like, uh-huh. was that part of the plan? <laughs> I was like, was the plan that she would get captured and made like a concubine and like have right. a chain? Because it feels like that couldn't have been part of the plan. And that was just sort yeah. of a happy accident that she was there and <laughs> able to kill him when he was distracted. Because otherwise, what was the plan to actually and, kill Jabba? And the fact that we're asking that, like it's it's fun action and it builds suspense. But when you think about it for one second, you're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. That is super Star Wars. It is. It feels like the plan was, okay, send the droids inside Job, get Leia in, she'll unfreeze Han. And then from there it was like, well, if they just escape, that's good. But if they don't. Luke will go in, and then if Luke right. if Luke doesn't uh, is not able to uh, uh, negotiate, well then Lando's there undercover. But then if Lando, ha- but then La- Lando doesn't really <laughs> necessarily help the fact that he's undercover. No. It's just like he's an extra body once the shit hits the fan. Yeah, the play right. isn't very good. Um, it's it's almost more like they were like, how do we reintroduce every character of this saga one at a time with a big heroic entrance? <laughs> well, and, and that's that's what the sequence also. I guess, I guess the other thing the sequence also does is it catches the viewer up to speed because they do go over yeah. the last movie. Because like right. when when C three PO and R two are there, they're like, oh no, Ma- Captain Solo is still frozen in carbonite, and then uh-huh. like Han's like, what? Luke thinks he's a Jedi Knight? No, it's like it it's like letting people people know i guess if they're seeing this without seeing the other ones like hey this is kind of where everybody's at so like here's what's going on or just reminding people because the last movie they saw uh, was like four years ago was three years prior (laughs) and like they don't have disney plus (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um moving on to other parts or just general notes there's classic lines in this you get like fly casual 
um, mm-hmm. all sorts of uh, classics. The the bops are here. We've got the great music. Um, yes, really good. Uses you get a reutterance of "I love you, I know," which uh, okay. is a, like that sort of like meta Star Wars thing. <laughs> yes, because I wrote that down. It's it's a reversed "I love you, I know," and it's immediately mm-hmm. it's like this is right after the time that was said before, and it's like they knew that that was a good line, and so yeah. <laughs> they were like, "We're gonna put it in again, but it's reversed." And I'm like, "That is yep. so Star Wars to be like, we know you liked this thing, so here it is again." Yep. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, you've got lineage reveals because it's like, oh, Darth Vader was his father. Well, guess what? Leia's his sister. Oh, yeah. And that one feels kind of forced it is, and yeah. tacked on. And like, that's pretty Star Wars. Use the forced. <laughs> yep. Um, the You've got uh, uh, Ewoks, which are very toyetic and are literally <laughs> only there to, you know, uh, sell toys and be fun uh, and make kids like it. And people who were young at the time liked it, and people who weren't didn't like it. And yeah. uh, I also wrote down: Are Ewoks offensive? Question mark. Huh? Because they feel in they're like the primitive native, like yeah. savages. Yeah. Yes, they feel similar. I used air quotes when I said that. You couldn't hear that though. <laughs> yes, yes, they feel similar to like every in every sci-fi world or whatever when there is a native indigenous. Uh, quote unquote tribe that, like, right. that where the low tech gets to take down the high tech and it's always fucking it's like I think American filmmakers are especially obsessed with that because <laughs> we have so much guilt about you know murdering uh, all the Native Americans um, yeah it, either guilt or like pride like wow we really brought them culture <laughs> yeah one <laughs> like, of the other that's what it feels like when, when like Luke is like 3PO tell them you will use your magic and yeah. get very angry exactly and like, I'm like is this offensive because it's like Luke they're not fucking idiots <laughs> yeah it's like the like because once again we have like the, the enlightened white man like Luke yeah. and it, it's, it reminds me of like you know Avatar like when it came out when people were like oh they're just making uh, like Last of the Mohicans or like or dance or like Pocahontas or whatever right right and it is I don't know I was like is this offensive because it's see it is an obvious like a uh, 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 metaphor and I'm like right. and the fact that they're like making them little bear creatures and it's not like like yeah they're not dumb and it's not like they're saying they're dumb but they are making them like hoot and holler and have like yeah you know primitive boop, more boop, primitive boop, like boop. equipment that's like I was like is this offensive like, I don't know. <laughs> I need to go find, like, a, a Native American film uh, scholar and be like, can you tell me if Ewoks are offensive? Because it kind of feels like maybe they are. Right. Um, anyway, but Ewoks are there, and they're cute, and uh, they do a lot of stuff. I kind of And, st- hey, actually, you know what? Like, not being quite clear if something is done in good faith or is maybe a little offensive is also pretty Star Wars. That's very true. That's very true. It's <laughs> it's at least very prequely. It is. Well, that's the thing. Is, once again, this movie does everything that people don't like from other, yes. t- other trilogies and also does everything that people do like from other trilogies. It is very yeah, much... Right. Uh, uh, a cross section of star like of star wars and that it contains i think both the best and the worst of what star wars has to offer it's the thing luke says in episode eight of like what do you think i was gonna take a laser sword and face down the whole first order and they're like yeah we watched return of the jedi you did it then yeah you you (laughs) did that we wanted that again Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It it literally it, it does it all. This movie has it all. What do you want? Do you want yeah. like a redemption of a character who maybe shouldn't have been redeemed? Yeah, we got that. Do you want lineage <laughs> reveals? We got that. Do you want the emperor 
uh, being more powerful than you originally knew he was. Yeah, we got that. Right. Do you want a right. new <laughs> villain that you didn't know beforehand all of a sudden introduced and now he's the most important villain in the movie? Yeah, we got that. <laughs> we got right. that. Like, Do they you have want it all. his cool Stormtrooper variant, the red guys? <laughs> Who never do anything? Yeah, we, we got that. They stand thing. there for a second and then they leave. It's <laughs> yeah. This I think this movie truly has everything. Like, do you want one other woman? We got that. <laughs> we got it. Do you want the black guy back? There's only gonna be one of them, but he'll be there. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, do you want a like a squid fish guy who's the admiral of the whole fleet? We got that. Sure, we got it. We got a bunch of. Do you want him to have a silly name? And do you want his planet to literally be the name of like the food that you eat whenever it's squid? Sure, we do, we'll do it for you. Yeah, it's and also like the the fact that this movie truly, the fact that like they made <laughs> New Hope, made Empire. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, gosh, well, what could the last one be? Should we just blow up the Death Star again? Okay. Like, there's... Yeah, it's so still... I've heard something once before that, like, you know, I, the, the sort of story goes that Lucas wrote this just, like, crazy long screenplay that could never be made into only one movie. It was, like, three or six movies worth of stuff because he was so inspired by, like, Dune and the just, like, depth yeah. of of lore um, and the sort of planet killer weapon, I think was planned to be like the grand finale. And then when he was starting to, you know, fundraise to sort of do star Wars on his own, he was like, well, I'm only going to get one shot to make this movie. Oh, so sure. he put it in that. And then when they were up against it in return of the Jedi, they were like, well, shit, do we just do another? <laughs> <laughs> that honestly kind of makes sense. It's kind of like how Ryan yeah. Johnson was like, I only have one chance to make a star yep. Wars. So I'm going to do all the things. That yeah. does feel kind of like what's ha- what happening here is because they were like, well, th- this would have been, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you but you do get a retread of like there is a ground team, you know, in 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 A New Hope, Obi Wan goes off on his own to like uh, take down some stuff in order to like yeah. uh, let them be saved from the Death Star, uh, it, which is sort of similar to sending the ground team on Endor in order to like right. take the shields down. And those are separate moments, obviously. But then you still have uh, uh, people flying into the Death Star and exploding it. You still right. have sort of a last minute. Um, uh, uh, comeback that like lets them win um you still have a semi like you have a lightsaber battle it it really is it's not note for note but it is all there and yeah yeah it almost it's just wild that that's what happened and and it's it's also the it's it's one i mean like i guess a new hope kind of does that it's a little more linear but like it does do that thing where it's like three separate fronts at the same time which then uh episode one does like very Similarly, um, the other uh-huh. ones do it a little bit. Obviously, episode nine did it. It's also similarly to episode nine, or perhaps the first time, obviously. Um, it's revealed that, like, you know, we know there's the evil galactic empire all along, and you see the emperor through a hologram in Empire, but um, it is one of the first times where it's sort of like the switch. The, the the script is flipped a little bit where you realize like, oh, the emperor is like super powerful and has been manipulating this all along. Like it's a little bit less satisfying than the I am your father reveal. And like everything in all of film has been less satisfying than that. Yes. So like <laughs> it is very Star Wars in that like it's trying so hard to be Star Wars and it's not quite cutting it. 
Yeah, it's also it's and, also and like we then get three movies after this that are all about the emperor, basically, and then we come to find out in the sequel trilogy that it's all just the emperor. Like, it's it's sort of the the thing that cemented into place what all the rest of Star Wars is gonna be now. <laughs> yeah, it did. It it cemented into place the idea that like we're gonna set some stuff up, and but then we're gonna bring in sort of a last minute other thing that's gonna like be the most important thing and then in yeah. retrospect <laughs> almost make their previous movies a little worse because it, yeah you sort of feel like oh well maybe like the whole darth vader thing he's not the most powerful thing and he's not he doesn't he doesn't have as much agency as we thought and right yeah it, it, it really like i i I I think and like once again showing my hand a little bit I think this might be the most Star Wars movie there is because it really does I 100% think it, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it really does have the best and worst of what Star Wars has to offer because once but cuz like once again this movie's fun and like Oh yeah. the Jabba's palace sequence this on this and like down to the Sarlacc is great. The I, I think like as much as people like to hate on the Ewoks um, the the like the forest moon indoor like uh uh attack thing is is pretty fun. Like getting the speeder bikes are fun. The speeder bikes are fun. <laughs> like chasing on the speeder bikes are fun. Like uh, yeah. th- them and the camo down there is fun. Um, yep. like Luke's fight with with Darth Vader at the end is like pretty climactic and like actually pretty effective. And like uh, right. Darth Vader deciding to like save him is like kind of kind of like interesting <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of works like it, it works a little bit and like taking off the helmet is like so like this movie has a lot of stuff that like really does work right. and like feels good but also is doing all the stuff that like that is just like eye rolly about yeah. star wars really like really that you decided to do this well and there were oh, all these one... like balls in the air from empire and they had to be resolved and similarly to more recent movies it just sort of like resolves them by like putting like like drawing a line between a and b like it just sort of yeah. like does it and like it uh I, what's interesting it, it, it yeah, doesn't ahead, have like we were talking about on the last jedi episode i think like this movie really had something to say and then we said like does any other star wars movie really have a thesis statement and it really seemed that like star wars and empire did and then this one it, it's <laughs> there was a there was a line i i can't tell i don't know if this was like a real line or not but george martin the beatles producer said something to the effect of or somebody said um john is the the soul of the beatles and paul is the heart and george is the spirit and ringo is the drummer <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah. this one is like you know there was like the call the hero's call to action and then the like um War is and life is more complicated than it seems. Yeah, the dark then, night of the soul. Yeah, right. And then this one was like laser blasts and flying and and bears and explosions and scary. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, I think I think what we said like about the thesis statements was like yeah, a, a New Hope was like yeah, wow, hero's journey starting yeah. out like, and then yeah, uh, Empire was like things were complicated, and then like Return of the Jedi is like Star Wars is pretty cool, huh? Like. <laughs> It's yeah. like it's pretty fun, right? Yeah. It's kind of nice. The thesis statement was more Star Wars. Yeah, and and like which once again, it's not bad. It's like it's no. it's it's fine. And also, I think what this does is like it does what um uh uh what what that what's that damn movie called? Return of the Skywalker, whatever. Rise of Skywalker, Jesus. Rise it does Skywalker. what Rise of Skywalker couldn't do, which is it did dict- it did take all the balls in the air and uh-huh. bring them down in a way that did not uh, uh, erase like necessarily what had yeah, come before right. or like ignore exactly. characterization that had come before. And it did make things a little simpler for sure. 
Um, but it didn't necessarily erase characterization to be like all that stuff. We're not worried about it anymore. And so like it, it, which leads me to think like it is possible to do. They, they did do it in this movie. They could have like, they could have done it in episode nine and they just, you know, I guess weren't, uh, uh, able enough to sort of stick the landing as it were. Um, and this movie I think does stick the landing in a way like it, it, there is definitely some criticism. And once again, this is my favorite star Wars movie. Like (laughs) saying all these criticisms, (laughs) this is still my favorite. And I think it's because like, because I, it was my favorite as a kid and there's still so many parts of it that I love so much. It's Mm -hmm. even though I know like empires better and even like honestly, last Jedi is a better movie. This is my, still my favorite. It's I think it's because it's so fun and because of some of the sequences are so enjoyable. Um, and fun to watch. But yeah, this this was a conclusion and it was the conclusion for like, you know, like almost 20 years. So like right. it does its job well enough that it ended the thing but also got left people still excited enough that, you know, Star Wars maintained a fandom for decades and was able to have like the expanded universe and stuff. So, yeah, right. I don't know. Well, and and part of that was the um like part of it was the conclusion being s- semi-satisfactory, but then the other part was you mentioned it earlier, the toys. It like Yeah. By by this point, they were like, "Oh, these this is a toy industry that we're running here." Yes, um, and you know, like each successive movie had more and more toys made, but this one, like, they were making toys from the first two movies from this movie's toy line, just to be like, "Hey, did you miss them first time around? Here, get your uh, get your Hoff Luke." Yep. There's which um, and which of course then was like completely ultimately done to the max the following time around at Phantom Menace when they were just like we're gonna make toys of everybody who has a name in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's um this is actually probably a, a decent segue because uh my game is toy related. Um, oh, yes. Which yeah I did it specifically for you. So do you want to jump into <laughs> the pit and then we can come back? Yeah, the, hey, this is the first time we get to jump into the Sarlacc pit and like the like, you know what I mean like I, how do I phrase this? This is this is the most appropriate time to jump into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> it I is cuz this is the time it actually happened. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we can come back and talk about the movie some more cuz I mean I, we probably could continue to talk about it some more oh, but sure. uh, I have a game and I it's a good segue. So let's jump into the pit and come back. Yeah. Wee. Wee. Well, we're back. We are back. You know what I forgot to mention before when we were talking about all the good parts and all the bad parts, like it's just all the Star Wars. It also has Obi-Wan and Yoda still. Yes. Like, yes. It has everybody. It has everybody. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Wh- who do you want? They're, they're all here. Right. All the, all the stars are not in the sky. They're in this movie. Here, here we go. Um, okay. But go ahead. So I have a game. Let's start. For, I have a game for you today. It is toy related because this, I think uh, Return of the Jedi was, even though like they were able to use like money from the first movie's toy sales to like help fund uh, Empire and then also, right. you know, use both of them to fund uh, 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 Return of the Jedi. This movie, I think, cemented in the public's mind and is the one that people go back and blame for like the toyeticness of Star Wars of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you only had that character, those Ewoks in there because they would make good toys, blah, 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 whatever. Right. So, have you seen, by the way, speaking of that, the uh, the fr- uh, uh, Friar Tuck, uh, Sh- what's it called, Sherwood Forest, the like Sherwood Forest playset that Kenner made, and it was just the Ewok village. No, 
and Friar Tuck is just the Gamorian guard, but with the, or just the, is it the Gamorian guard or the Rancor Keeper? It's just like one of the models they made for Star Wars and they just replaced the head. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Because they got the license for that movie too, whichever, whichever Robin Hood was at the time. Right. Well, speaking of... And I might have that out of order, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, speaking of Kenner and speaking of toys, so today's game, uh, and Mike, I, this is going to be interesting because I think you probably will know some of these specifics, uh, but we're going to talk about, I don't necessarily have a good name for this game, but we're going to talk about the mm-hmm. most valuable Star Wars toys in oh. existence. Okay. Um, and I have a pretty decent list here. It's not all of them, but it's the more interesting ones and up from kind of... Uh, uh, sort of the beginning of when they get really expensive to like the li- like ridiculously expensive, most valuable, most rare ones. So, okay, Mike, I'm going to give you uh, uh, one of the toys, and I want you to try to guesstimate. And to help you out a little bit, we are going from uh, least to greatest here. Oh, okay, um, okay. But cool. I want you to give me an estimation of what you think, sort of like the in general value is. And most of these are like kind of how they start in auction, because a lot of these will sell in auction. So they're sort of like the general start price and then some uh-huh. of them will have a also sold for this ridiculous amount um sure so we'll we'll see if you can get close in the ballpark and then if you can also tell me why they are so rare or expensive that is uh. a uh, bonus point okay Okay, okay. Okay, okay so sure. number 1. I have a couple of like conditions like that in my in the on the back burner in my brain right now and I'll just throw them all out uh at random. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Okay, so first things first. Uh this is there was a the original I think it was original Han Solo figure, um, but it has a smaller head than the later ones, um, and it is uh, valued at twenty five two thousand five hundred. Wait, fuck! I messed up the game. <laughs> okay, Mike, I actually told you where this answer is going to start, yeah, but Mike, right. can you tell me what the small head Han Solo? Wow, uh, holy shit. So in my head, I thought maybe one of the ones you were gonna do was like a uh, like a, a Hoth uniform uh, Han Solo or something, but it was done through the Return of the Jedi line, so it it was a little bit you know a little bit rare or not even rare, but like different, and that it would be like seventy five dollars or two hundred dollars or something. But this one, it would I I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess it's twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually told you the answer, but at least this lets you know where we're so starting. We're starting, yeah, a lot higher than I thought we'd be yes. starting. I I figured you'd be like, uh, this is a nineteen seventies Greedo from a loose box at C two E two. Nope. To which I would have said ten dollars. Yeah, no, these are ones that are like rare enough that they are in the thousands. Um, Got it. Now, okay. can you tell me, do you know why these Han Solo figures are so expensive and rare? So I'm going to guess it has to do with its smaller head. That's right. Um, but I don't know like why the head would have been changed. So um, apparently... But my guess is the smaller head batch was a smaller batch. Yes. So apparently the smaller head was the first batch, and it was just sort of not proportional, and so not very many of those were produced, <laughs> and then they had to go back, okay. and then like Kinder went back and like did the regular head that looked better. But so if you have a... I mean, the regular head is still like pretty valuable, all things considered, but if you have a small head Han Solo, apparently like bidding for those like will start at $2,500, which wow. I found different values for a lot of these across the internet. Um, it's sort of like right, some discrepancies. Right, because like condition of the packaging and everything yes. is such a variable. But we're, I was going with one. I think it's Business Insider is the, is the values I'm going with here. So, okay, number number two here. So it's it's more, you know, this <laughs> okay. is more than 2,500, all right? Yeah, all right. So it's an R2-D2 lunchbox. 
Mm. And it's shaped like R2D2, not just like a oh. not just like a regular square lunchbox with an R2D2 sticker. It's like shaped like him. Do you know what like year or like movie it came out around? I can try Or is to that pull do that I need to say quick? that as Hold on, let me try to find that cuz I have some of the pages pulled up. Of so, the- I'm going to just go ahead and take a guess here. I'm going to guess that it was in the late 70s to align with the original Star Wars hype. And that's why it is so expensive because it is old and they didn't make a lot. Is is my guess? Um, okay. Yes. It, I can. Let me give you the date. It was 1977. Okay, okay. Cool. Okay. So I was right on that. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm gonna guess that it is not a lot more than the last one we just did. I'm gonna say uh, $3,100, and the condition is why it is expensive. It's in like perfect condition. Uh, you're, you're very close. So it, this one's just a little higher. It's 2,600 oh, is okay. like where those start. <laughs> the reason why is because it was a prototype and only 12 were ever <gasps> sold. Oh. Um, so it is very rare. There's not a lot of it. And because for some reason it's just a prototype, it's a really cool looking lunchbox. Like I was finding pictures cause it literally is like the shape of R2D2 with like a little yeah. handle. It's like, it's very cute, but apparently they only made 12. Who knows? Wow. Um, okay. Number three, this one's interesting. Yak Face, mm-hmm. made in 1985. I truly don't know the name, the actual name of this character from like the movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember either, but I can picture him in my head. <laughs> uh, so what do you think? Give me a, a value and then you can said you tell me why. Made in 1985? Made in 1985, that's right. Okay, so it was... Part of the Power of the Force line. Oh, okay. So the first Power of the Force line was like really wild looking. Um, I, man... People, I, I don't know if like who listens to our podcast, but there's like a scene of people who know all this shit, and now I feel like completely out of my element because like I know that a lot of these probably have like immediate, obvious, right away things. I'm gonna say um, this one is so rare, uh, or so expensive rather. Of course, rarity is part of that um, because at that point. They had started giving names to the characters they otherwise sort of gave nicknames to, like Hammerhead and mm-hmm. Walrus Man. Yakface is another name like that. And I bet that like when they made this line, they only made a few that said Yakface, and then someone was like, hey, wait, that guy has a name. And then they had to change production, and they had to give it his name, and I can't remember what his name is. That is very close. Can you give me a value of what you think it is? Oh, it's more right. th- So it'll be more than 2,600. Right. Uh, I'm going to say 2,999. <laughs> uh, good prices, right rules, but no, it's 4,000. So we have a little what? bit of a jump here. The reason is, is there's actually, there, there is a character later that has the reason you just said, which we'll see oh, if okay. we can get that one. <laughs> Um, but it's actually because the line was canceled before it was released in the U.S., so it's only pop. It was only oh. uh, uh, sold in Europe and Canada, right. and so like it just didn't sell as much. So there aren't very many out there. Right. Uh, it's kind of like a hidden gem. I think they produced a decent amount, but it's just because it never released in the United States. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I have watched an entire like documentary on Amazon called I don't remember what it was called, but it was about Star Wars toys. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm. So I, I should be better at this. <laughs> I, that's why I thought you might know some of these, and I think you will still, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're familiar enough with them. Okay, this one's going to be, it's more than $4,000, right? So, okay, here's uh-huh. here's is The toy is called, uh, it's an action figure of the Death Squad Commander, which is basically just one of the officers on, like, the Death Star. Um, 
Can you give me the value and why it is so valuable? I, you didn't say this, but I'm going to guess it was from the original Star Wars from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Let me try to find it again. Like, my gut is saying it has something to do with color. Like, its coloration got changed through production or something. I, but I'm not, I'm not okay, even really got it. picturing it's, him right. It's 1978. So this is yeah, Death Squad yeah, yeah. Commander. It's your, it's your typical, like, Star Destroyer. Actually, yeah, it was a, uh, uh, it's from one of the got a big helmet Star on. Destroyers. Yeah, got a big helmet, gray, gray suit. Yeah, right. Um, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna guess something about like the paint coloring. Um, okay, okay. Uh, like can maybe you give they changed the face or something. Uh, f- f- forty four hundred. Close, close. That's think that the closest you've been so far. So it's four thousand eight hundred fifty <laughs> uh, is apparently where wow. this one starts, and uh, up to, it can also go for up to six thousand five hundred according to some of these sites. Um, and the reason why. <laughs> This was the name change one. It was originally, oh. uh, this is the original name, which uh, 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 Death Squad Commander, which was changed to Star Destroyer Commander because Death Squad Commander sounded really terrifying. Yeah, horrifying. <laughs> so they changed the name, and so the ones that have Death Squad Commander are, are there's not, just not as many. Huh. Um, okay, these next ones are kind of interesting. I kind of lumped them all together. Uh, there are were uh, apparently at certain cons there were these giveaways where they were uh, Lego was giving out um, C-3PO minifigures but uh, one of them was completely made of bronze and then a a, a different one was completely sterling silver and then the other one was gold Um, so these ones are uh, a little different um, and they are sort of in the realm of where we were I will tell you the sterling silver one is the one that's more than what, where we just were. So the last price was four thousand eight hundred fifty. So if you can tell me uh, how much you think the bronze one is, how much you think the silver one is, how much you think the gold one is, mm. and then why these are all so pricey. But so the silver one is the one that's more than forty eight hundred. Yes, and then well, the I mean the gold might be too, but the the bronze oh, oh, oh. is not. I'll give you that clue. The bronze is actually a little lower. So I'm gonna. So you said it was a giveaway. So it was basically like a, a raffle kind of giveaway uh, thing at like a, at different cons where like you could enter to win a like sterling silver C3PO Lego minifigure, a bronze okay. one, a gold one, etc. So I'm going to guess um, the the rarity condition for all three is that they only did like one of each for every con that they did during this time. So, you know, there's only, you know, three of each type or whatever the final number is, but... You can count on one hand how many there are of each type. That's my guess. I'm going to guess that the bronze one is um, 3,800, the silver is um, 5,000, and the gold is like 5,200. Okay, the first guess was pretty close. And also, your reasoning why is like close enough that I'm going to say, yes, you got it. Yes! Because the reason why <laughs> is actually because for the bronze and the sterling silver, there's literally only one. Wow. Like, they did this giveaway one time, and there's only one of them. So if you have the bronze C-3PO Lego minifigure, you have the only one. Yeah. It's the only one. And then the gold, they made five. Um, ah, so, okay. So, so I had my order wrong, maybe. Yeah, you were pretty close, though. So but for the bronze, the pri- the value is 4100 
Sterling silver is 6,200. And for wow. the gold Lego minifigure, 10,000. Whoa. Oh, so I was in the right order. It was you just, were, I yes. was off. Holy you're, you're right. shit. And it's also because I think like for the gold, it's also because it is the material because it is literal gold. Like yeah, it's actually yeah, yeah. gold. Wow. Um, okay. Going back to action figures. Good so we're Lord. jumping back down. So the last action figure price was 4,850. So that's this oh, is gonna be bigger see. than okay. that. But it's okay. not bigger than the than like the the mini figures we just said. Uh, it's the Gamorrean Guard. Mm. How much was the, would that boy go for? Let me find the year for you. Eighty three, Year is nineteen eighty five. Okay, so that same power of the force line, maybe. I think so. Yes, the power of the force. Um, yep. So. The last one was 4,800. I'm going to guess this one is just around 5,000. Um, and the reason it is expensive is it is um, it says it's the Gamorrean Guard, but it is, in fact, Friar Tuck. <laughs> um, you are spot on on the price. It's literally 5,000 exactly. Oh, yes! <laughs> Uh, the reason why is if you if you have it in the uh, package with the collectible coin, the because the power of the force, or there's a special collector's coin in some. Yeah, of them. right, right. And if it's in the box with the coin, it runs up to five thousand dollars. Apparently, apparently, there's not very many that are still in the box with the coin. Yeah, and um, the and the box, of course, is in like good shape or you know yeah. perfect shape or whatever. Wow, this R two D two lunchbox is adorable. Isn't it cool? I'm like, why didn't they make those? They're great. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got Anakin Skywalker and uh, uh, the Anakin Skywalker toy. How much oh. do you think it is? And like I the, think, re- let me... the Return of the Jedi Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, we're talking 1985 again, also Power of the Force line. Wow. Um, so I'm not going to just guess because it's the same reason behind the Gamorrean Guard, like that it had a, a coin and all that stuff. I'm going to yep. guess... Oh, is is that what it is? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay, but it's close. Okay, I'm gonna guess it is fifty two hundred, and because um, it doesn't have the like little punch out at the top of the packaging for like hanging on a rack, it has that little like hanging chad still intact. <laughs> um, so it is seven thousand. We're jumping Jesus. up to seven thousand. Uh, it, and it's the yeah, it's the original actor. Uh, which is part of the reason why it's more valuable Sebastian today. Sebastian Stan? No, that's I, the Winter no. Soldier. Sebastian <laughs> yeah. Shaw. And the re- uh, reason why is because uh, Anakin Skywalker, along with Yak Face, were also not pr- uh, released in the United States. Oh, sure. So he's Man, more... I'm going to keep getting boned by that thing. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, moving on. This one, I think... Mm, yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, we have the Jawa action figure, with the oh, uh, oh I think I know the, at least the rationale or at least the sort of train of thought of it I, I okay. okay so 7,000 I'm gonna say uh, 10,000 even and it has to do with like it's cloth cloak like some of them had like a vinyl cloak and others had like a like a micro cloth kind of thing. And I can't remember which is the more rare one but uh, I think it has to, oh yes. wait no 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 it was like a sock wasn't it Okay, so here, here's here's what I know. Uh, the the vinyl cape Jawa was the original release. 
Um, and then Kenner, ch- it, it, it was changed shortly after uh, th- those were produced, and not many were produced because Kenner felt like since it was a smaller figure, they needed yeah. to make it a higher value. So they changed the vinyl cape to a cloth cape that was oh, like cotton cloth. Uh-huh. So the the vinyl cape Jawas are very rare. There's only six that are known to exist oh, man. that they know. Um, and it's a huge jump from the last one. We're talking 18,000. They can sell for up to 28,000. It's absurd. Wow. So we're jumping to the Lego world again. Uh, <laughs> Lego Millennium Falcon. How much do you think for a full set? Oh, man. I, I think that also depends on the release. It's the it's the 07 one, I believe. Um, okay. So which pre, was the uh, yeah, new two, Disney 2007. Movie. 2007, it was the first, like, it's the first edition, uh, actually, like, first complete uh, Millennium Falcon. Uh It is the uh, most expensive Star Wars logo set ever, and also, uh, I think it was had the most pieces and was, like, the second biggest as far as, like, size goes. Man. Um, So, how much? How much do you think? So, this is above 18,000? This is... Or are um, we jumping back to that gold C-3PO? Like, is it between it's, 10 and 18? I'll give you a clue. It, it is between 10 and 18, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to say... I, I think every reason you just said is why it's expensive. I don't think it, yeah, there's that's anything correct, else yes. specific. Okay. <laughs> um, and, like, 14? Uh, it's 16,000. It can wow. go up to higher if it's, like, in the box in mint condition. But, right. yeah, it's and, – and the reason why is, yes, everything I just mentioned because it's the biggest and it's, like, ridiculously huge. Yeah, um, damn. Okay, this one is the Luke Skywalker with the double telescoping lightsaber. Oh, shit. Uh, it was a – so how much are we talking here? This one is a – uh, jump up from both the Lego Millennium Falcon and the vinyl vinyl Cape Jawa. So the condition of the lightsaber, I think, is super key. I think the fact that it does double telescope; those are both really brittle pieces, and the the thinner of the two has a little sort of like bump at the end that is like very mm-hmm. easy to break off. So I'm guessing that it has all of that shit intact and it's in like perfect condition. And again, that that is the rationale for it being expensive. Um, I'm also going to further guess that they didn't make as many lightsaber Lukes as they made non-lightsaber Lukes, but maybe that's wrong because um, they might not have made non-lightsaber Lukes in 1977 or 78. Um, I'm thinking out loud. So um, I'm going to guess 20,000. <laughs> okay, you are very close. It's 25,000. Wow. And your reasoning is like is pretty much correct because the the t- double telescoping lightsaber was so uh, delicate they basically changed that design before it shipped mm. so the uh luke the double telescoping ones are really rare because they just didn't make very many Damn. um on that same line there is an obi-wan figure and a darth vader figure both with telescoping lightsabers as well uh can you tell me can you give me a price of what you think those guys are are we still going up? We are still going up. Those are Holy both shit. more expensive than the Luke Skywalker one. So you said 25. So I'm going to guess they're both dead even at 30. <laughs> uh, let me uh, double check. So yes, the Darth Vader actually starts lower, but in auction, one has been sold for 30,000. Yes. 
And the reason why is because they only there's only three or four that are known to exist like in the world. Um, and the Obi-Wan has actually been sold at auction for $76,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. And once again, there's like five, I think, that they know of in, in the world there. Jesus. Uh, Man, you remember Beanie Babies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when those were so hot and then they all just like completely popped eventually? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got two more. This next one is very odd, and I, I, it's sort of in between. It's sort of in the middle of those three telescoping lightsabers. Value. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the Brazilian Glasslight Vlix uh, figure from the Droids cartoon. Wow. Well, I'm gonna guess it's rare because it is made from the Droids cartoon, and it's Brazilian. Um. <laughs> that is pretty much right. Uh, <laughs> and the I'm reason say is, if the what'd you say, seventy thousand? For the Obi-Wan? So Obi-Wan was sold for 76700 This one I'm going to say is $80,000. <laughs> you are you are you are a little off there cuz this one was in I said it was in between, but it's it was oh, for oh. 45,000. Oh my god. And the reason why is because they basically canceled the line because the the cartoon was canceled. Yeah. But then like some toy company in Brazil bought the rights and just made them anyway, so there's oh, like they were only god. produced in Brazil. <laughs> So like yeah, one has gone for that much, but they in general go for they start at like four thousand. But like one was sold at auction for like that much. What are um, you doing buying these things for this amount? Know. Is it so that you can say you have it? And the only reason that it's interesting you have it is because it costs that much. You know what I mean? Like it's like cyclical. Unless you yeah. plan on selling it to someone else. Anyway, I don't keep going. Well, that, that's we, the interesting <laughs> thing about this. When I was reading, it was like it was like these things are basically worth as much as people are willing to pay for. Yeah. Them. Like. Like, the fact that they are rare is, like, will help, but, like, you could, like, the fact that there's only four or five, like, that is really rare, but it's because people are, like, I want to have Assigning it. Assigning so value. Pay, yeah, exactly. I will pay more money for it. Like, it, it, yeah. it is cyclical. It creates, it creates like, it is its yeah, own it's, supply and demand. Okay, crazy. last one, and this one's a sort of a special uh, case, and it's the most expensive one here. And it is the uh, rocket launcher Boba Fett. Oh yeah, I knew you were gonna use that one. I I thought you were also gonna say the the like short Snaggletooth guy. Yes, that was one of them I wrote down, but I also didn't. I couldn't really figure out who Snaggletooth was. And yeah, yeah. Um, but he, but okay, there's a lot so... more that I didn't include. But I wanted to include the. This was the most expensive one I could find. It it also it, I I again I only kind of know the gist. I think it's also uh rare for the same reason that that R two D two lunchbox is rare. I think they only ever made like a prototype line of ten or whatever. Um, I'm gonna say it uh sold for at auction for um one hundred and ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, that's honestly not so far off, which is wild. Yeah, the reason is this one was literally a prototype that was never actually sold. So it's um, just one of them. No, there there is a couple, but they're oh, not okay. really very many. So like, yeah, it, it right. was a it was produced. There was a couple prototypes that were produced, but they were never actually sold in stores anywhere. Yeah, right. right. Um, the uh the sort of base price is eighty six thousand. Man. Um, but there had people. There is a seller out there that was trying to sell it for. Uh, uh, $150,000. So oh, it is, wow. <laughs> there, is one, there is one available for $150,000, I think, most recently. Wow. And that's the most expensive Star Wars toy I could find. And that's the end of my game. That is truly insane. 
Like, Isn't that bonkers? I, like, okay, I, there's, there's a fine line between, like, collecting and being, like, an institution or, like, an art museum or something, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Who, who has $150,000 that they can spend on one three and three-quarter inch tall toy that never got, like, put into production? Like, because if you have that kind of money, then you definitely have more than $150,000 sitting around. You know, you have yeah. at least, you know, say 10 times that amount just ready to kind of blow on something stupid like that. Why aren't you helping like Flint, Michigan? <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. It's like these these people are somehow eccentric millionaires slash yeah. billionaires and also want to spend that money on like rare toys. It is yeah. a very strange subsection of society that they're not like, I, I mean, maybe they are investing in other things like who knows, but the fact yeah. that you're willing to spend that much money on like something that is neither high art nor like, I don't know, might not retain its value very much. Right. I mean, they have over the, over the years so far, but I mean, I don't know. Are you going to be able to sell that for, you know, double its price in like 50 years if you want? I think it really is. The fact that people want to have these things because they are rare. So then it's like, I am one of the only people that does have it. Like, that is a cool feeling, I guess. I don't know that feeling. No. Um, like, but yeah. I'm the only one who has a lot of things that I have because I like yeah. made them or like, you know, like, I, this is funny. I remember having this thought before and then I watched that movie Garden State and they did it in that movie, <laughs> which made me feel like especially unoriginal because the thought was like, no one has ever done this weird thing in this one spot ever. You know, like if you just stand in the middle of your street and just yell like the first 10 words that come to mind, you can be certain that no one's ever done that before. But then yeah, I saw the, the movie Garden State and she basically does that in that movie. And I was like, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's not the worst thing ever. Because one time I had an idea for a movie and it turned out it was a Dane Cook movie already. And that was maybe the worst thing that I've ever done. <laughs> was it Good Luck Chuck? Yeah, it was good luck, Chuck. <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck me. I don't have good ideas yeah. anymore, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. Let's let's rehash kind of where we got on, on Return of the Jedi because I've completely lost focus because now I'm just thinking about rare toys and wishing I had a million dollars. Honestly, the ones that I was like most excited about were like the C-3PO minifigures where there's yeah. like one of them. There was... <laughs> There was another thing where there was like a, a, a Boba Fett minifigures where there was like two of them were like what one of them was like I think one of one or one of ten like yeah. or two of them were like one of ten and then there was one that was like one of ten thousand and apparently if you have the whole set of it it's like one of the rarest things ever because a lot of people like ten thousand people have one of them but like only a few people have like all three and I was right. like that would be pretty cool if you're like I'm the only one that has a bronze C3PO Lego minifigure right man it um, is so strange though because it's assigned its value because Lego a big company was creating it on behalf of Star Wars a big company like I could make a thing that sort of looked like that but it wouldn't be worth ten dollars no well, but it would still the be the only one but it's just that like this one company bothered to do this thing like mm -hmm. well and what's like, wild what? is that like, they didn't they didn't sell it to begin with right it was a giveaway so like yeah. it, it was assigned value after the fact because people were like this is the only one and i want it so i think like yeah. i don't know how often it's changed hands like those little ones have changed hands but like it, it was assigned value because not because it's worth that much 
like the materials that were used to make it weren't worth that much. They didn't sell it in the first place to be worth that much. It's just because it's the only yeah, one. And like, if someone like wants a story. it, <laughs> yeah, someone has to be like, uh, yeah, give me like $10,000 and I'll give it to you. It's wild. Which I guess um, you could say about any like art, you know, like the, the ban- tape to banana to a wall and it cost 120,000. And then the two other artist proofs of them being 150 each, like it's because you wanted to be part of the story that, yeah, people are aware I mean, of, but yeah, like, you know, it's it's the same. You know, it's 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 the weird way we assign value to things as humans. Because sometimes, if it's very, even if it's plentiful, we make it very expensive. But then, like sometimes, it, we if it's not, we make it it it's there's no really rhyme or reason to it. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, yeah we're right. Like- because now on the same on this train of thought, I now think like we should only ever make things expensive. If they are this kind of thing, like art with a story, as opposed to just like a nice car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's but a bunch I'm of wrong. nice cars. I, I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean because there's like there's like a, ten tens of thousands of like I don't know Audis or whatever, right. <laughs> and they're really expensive. Yeah. And, but like, yeah, there's only one bronze Lego, and so yeah, it should be very. The other ones should be like, yeah, I can I can find that anywhere. Why is this so expensive? Right. I don't need that. It's the same way like diamonds shouldn't be expensive. It's just because we said they were like, it's dumb. It's dumb. I'm going to start my new, my new form of currency is rare Lego minifigures. And that's the only, (laughs) only way I'm going to buy anything from now on. Man, when I was little and like Pokemon cards were huge and there was like, you know, ones that were again, assigned sort of arbitrary expensive values. My friend and I uh, like made just our own Pokemon cards. Like they were just new, <laughs> they were new creatures altogether, but we just like invented Pokemon cards. Cause we were like, man, they're selling these Charizard cards for like a hundred bucks. We could really make some scratch on this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, I mean, that literally is a plot to uh, one of the Digimon like seasons. Was, like <laughs> Someone made their own Digimon card and when they scanned it, it came real, and they were like, whoa! That's so um, stupid. But anyway, Return of the Jedi, yeah, where did what? we land on it? Okay, I so think... we we said that it had, you know, on this show, we've often said, like, if it has a Death Star, if it has the Emperor, like, those two things, like, C-3PO and R2-D2, those things are, like, in all of them. So are, in, in many of them, Obi-Wan and Yoda. Uh, yep, and, yep, yep. And, like, like you said, it does... It does a lot of fun Star Warsy stuff without saying a whole lot, and then it does a lot of kind of dumb Star Warsy things. But the common denominator there was Star Warsy. The the places it succeeds are super Star Warsy, and the places it fails are really Star Wars. So like this thing is pretty solid. Like yeah, w- w- yeah. I mean, without showing my hand again, like I I I don't know. The reason I kind of wanted to do this one last of everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is because i think it is the most star wars star wars movie yeah i think so too in fact i i uh when we were texting about doing this this like three episode marathon we've been recording today uh a week or two ago i i said to you like oh my god i just had a revelation about our podcast i'm so excited to do that recording session it was because of this movie because i agree i think it is the most star wars movie and it might be the most Star Wars thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think, like, I, I've sort of had that thought bubbling in the back of my mind, like, as we've like, been going through yeah. the actual Star Wars movies. And, like, it does feel like the gold standard at which I measure all other Star Wars movies. <laughs> um, and, like, okay, well, I, I mean, we're going to rate it. So let's give it Let's give it a let's unit say, of measure yeah, so unit. we can just say it. Yeah, we can just say it. Um, I'm going to say... Pfft, 
I'm gonna be uh, salacious crumbs. Oh, that's funny because my thing was gonna be those little like worm things that Jabba eats from that like thing yeah. right next to salacious crumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it. Honestly, this is no, this no, is, no. This... Hang on, I'm gonna change mine to Sarlacc burps. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is unprecedented on the show, but I think this is the most Star Wars thing, and I think <laughs> we have to go there eventually. And I think it's a ten out of ten salacious oh! crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny because that is exactly what I meant when I texted you. I just had a revelation about our show. I am also going to give Return of the Jedi our first ever 10 out of 10 Sarlacc burps. I really do think, like, I do not feel in any way bad or, like, we're nope. cheapening anything nope. else by saying this is a 10 out of 10 because it really does... For all the reasons we said, it does everything that people get mad at Star Wars about yeah. and everything that people love Star Wars about, and it's all in one movie, and it like is when, good and also when bad. I've, when I've told people that Phantom Menace scored higher only just than uh, than Star Wars, they've kind of eye-rolled, and then when I've explained it a little, they'll be like, oh, well, yeah, that's kind of right. And this is like taking that argument further it's like hey remember star wars the thing you really liked it's got all of that in it but hey remember star wars the thing that you're like what the hell is this it's got all of that too <laughs> yeah i think this and i think it will help explain it too when people be like okay listen phantom menace got a nine and new hope got an eight they're like what and it's like well return of jedi did get a 10 and it's like oh okay no i get that like it, it i just understand somehow, your whole podcast now <laughs> yeah it somehow does make sense it like it sort of sets the average a little bit like where it, yeah. it like sets the curve of how we're grading all yeah. the other Star Wars movies. Like, it, it, I think we've been building up to this for a whole year. <laughs> now we finally have the it 10 It is out funny of 10. because for an entire year, like how you've had the thought of, I think it's going to be Return of the Jedi, I've had the thought of, I think pizza might be our first ever 10 out of 10. <laughs> But because I thought that was funny, but it's not like it's not any more sci-fi than Austin Powers is. Like you could yeah. make an argument for pizza being higher than you know a six, but like Return of the Jedi is a ten out of ten Star Wars. And gosh, I really hope people listen through all of us talking about uh all that talking about guessing toy prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there, was know, a, there was a, there was a there was a hot second. There was a hot second where my game was going to be trying to make up dumb toys that like and have you try to guess which ones were real and which ones weren't. Oh. But then I then I stumbled across a site that was like the most expensive ones and I was like, "Oh, this is absurd." And then I was yeah. like, "Yeah, that's what it's going to be." But yeah, it returned to as a 10 out of 10 and I stand by Man. it. Yeah, no, I do too. I I think it's it's right on the money. In fact, I've never been more like uh proud of anything in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is maybe the my crowning achievement yeah. and the most important thing I've ever done or said. It's like we just told uh, a single joke that had a year of a setup and only like a, or a year and a month of setup, and then finally we told the punchline. <laughs> yeah, it and, sort and of feels like that. I don't. I'm not kind of saying does. this to be funny. Like I do think, like per the stupid metric we've set up on this show, this in fact is a ten out of ten. But no, like, it does. Yeah. It is like we just it, like played a trick on people for the past year. <laughs> no, it really it does feel like we have been building up to this, and the fact that we never gave anything a ten, and now this is our first ten. Like it yeah. makes a certain kind of sense. Yeah. That I I think it's undeniable. I don't know. And like I'm also not joking. I do think it's a ten out of ten. Yeah, like no, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And and maybe we just stop the podcast now. <laughs> we did it. We did We're it. Pushing movie releases back, so all of our scheduled episodes for the next few months are all kind of fucked anyway. So 
<laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah. Well, I'm no. We're not gonna no, stop, we'll guys. Going. We have too much fun. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, April Fools is already over. Um, well, should we wrap up then a little bit? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I feel okay. like loopy now. I feel like we just like um got to like i feel like we cracked like, you know those videos where like uh someone is proposing to someone and then the person <laughs> who's getting proposed to pulls a ring out of like their bag because they were yeah. gonna propose that day too i feel like that kind of energy right now <laughs> like we both had this like sort of secret and and we're sharing it and it we turns out it was the same secret and also this yeah, is the, the whole third time. episode we've recorded today so i might yeah. literally be going mad <laughs> yeah the whole time we both were like i think that's a 10 out of 10 but i can't show my hand yet <laughs> I, I I feel like we've just dis- I feel like we've like made a discovery like I feel like we've yeah. cracked like a case yeah. that's like really like this is like important and it's like oh in in the newspaper <laughs> in like like in science news they figured yeah, right. out we that could like turn it to like an academic journal <laughs> yeah and people can be like whoa that's amazing <laughs> just listen to these like sixty or so hours worth of a podcast <laughs> and you'll understand like our synthesis yeah you'll really you really understand how they get there if you just if you just put in like a work a work week and a half worth of time and honestly you can skip april vengers month (laughs) yeah they 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 honestly skipped april vengers month so you go ahead it'll be fine oh man i like truly i feel like i'm like smiling i feel like jittery (laughs) like a girl just told me she liked me (laughs) it's so stupid oh man well well do you want us on the internet i can't imagine why you would Because if you do, we are at House Towers on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to send us an email and tell us why we're incredibly right about this, our first 10 out of 10, <laughs> or incredibly wrong, uh, you can get us at uh, a good podcast at gmail.com because that's what this is. I think it's clear that that's what this is. Um, yeah. I'm uh, Mike Gospel on Twitter and Word Gospel09 on Instagram. Josiah is the Josiah Man on both. We have mm-hmm. t shirts. We mm-hmm. have. Uh, you can like subscribe to the podcast and maybe give us a review. We haven't asked for that in a while. Uh, oh yeah, we had a we had a bunch all at once and then they sort of stagnated. So give us a review, why don't you? Yeah, why not? Get out there. Uh, a five star one, preferably. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, what else? Uh, Mike's got a good video up. It's a cool video where he makes an action figure of Claire Savage from Bon Appetit Test yeah, Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's got like a billion views <laughs> and it's gonna get more. So go watch it if you haven't. Uh, tell a friend if you like the show and share it with them. And if you if you know someone who likes Star Wars or likes goofy weird shit, then send it their way. Yeah, I'm like thinking now, like in terms of trying to tell people about this show, I don't want like to spoil it to someone who's never heard it. But like a lot of times, I will say, like for instance, you know, like we gave Phantom Menace a nine, but the original Star Wars only an eight. And if you think about it, you can maybe kind of do the math in your head as to why that's true. But we also gave Pumpkin Spice lattes, like a you know a three or you know whatever. Those are the ones I typically yeah, like yeah, pull. Yeah. Now I kind of feel like I should tell people like. For example, like we did review every Star Wars movie and like Star Wars got an eight, Phantom Menace got a nine and Return of the Jedi got a 10. Does that make sense? (laughs) Does that make sense? Does that make sense more than Chili? (laughs) And honestly, I think it does make sense. And I think it's really going to help people uh, spread the word about the podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, well, it's about time for Tell You Bye Bye. We've we've been recording for like four hours. (laughs) All right, well... Like Like we we always say, say, we we love love you, you. and And may the the fourth be be with you. Bye-bye.
My dog is scratching at the door, or it might be Charlie yeah. scratching at the door because I think she's going <laughs> stir crazy about me not. She's like, you know, in my parents' house, not with me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's getting like work done but i think she's just like so bored and she's like quit podcasting yeah. i know i need to like go back to my life <laughs> yeah, i gotta go be a person <laughs>